Another episode of the Palmetto Blitz podcast. I am Clint Tootin and joined as always by Addison, Gerald. Addison, I tried uh, to get our bosses to fork up the dough to pay to have the Mandalorian intro uh, as our intro here on the podcast. I'm going to have to put in a call to my boy John Favreau. We're going to have to make that happen. Um, Clint. So you know I'm a Star Wars guy. You know I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan. I, know I have been since since day one. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, Were you born day one? I was Were you day one of. Star I meant Wars? I meant yeah. my day one. <laughs> since my day one, I've been on board. Um, now this is uh, the Mandalorian. Anyone who has not seen it or does not have Disney Plus, uh, I encourage you to go out and get Disney Plus. But. Uh, and that's not just because we're trying to get them to be a sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, the Mandalorian is uh, the best Star Wars anything that I've ever watched. It's better than all the movies, including the original trilogy. Wow. It's better than all of uh, the television shows, uh, including Clone Wars, which is a very, very good show, animated show. Um, better than any of the comics they did. I am 100% on board with the Mandalorian. Um, and this, and that's, that's, that takes a lot. I told, uh, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about it. And I mean, that's, that's saying a lot coming from, from somebody who has a, a pretty good grasp of the overall canon. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say I, I'm on board 110%. And I tell you, if, you know, the first episode, if you are a Star Wars fan, uh, which I would assume most of the people that watched the episode were Star Wars fans. If you were unsure about it, boy, did they get you sure about it and right there, how they closed out the first episode. Now, obviously we're not going to do spoilers on this, uh, but uh, if you weren't hooked during the episode, the first episode, the way they closed it out uh, definitely got you hooked. And I, also I, I think I really like, it's kind of got that Western vibe to it. And, you know, that's, really, that's, really that's just what that. I was going to say. Just what I was going to say. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, if you like old Westerns yeah. or you like that gritty kind of down to earth shot type of uh, film or uh, or television show, this really has it all. I mean, it doesn't it does feel like a Star Wars uh film or star wars tv show if you know what you're watching but um you know if you were to come straight off the off the boat and just watch this this could be a western i mean it's it's shot in a gritty way i love it it's i, I say again um it, it's it's done great it's gonna have to do a lot to mess up where i have it in my pecking order at this point. <laughs> well, like I said, to start out, we are the Palmetto Blitz podcast. Uh, we're not the Mandalorian uh, podcast. <laughs> so, not so yet. We get this not football yet. Talk, we, Addison <laughs> and I have both been talking about this show. Uh, that we're two episodes in now. I believe the third episode releases this Friday night. Uh, so if you haven't got Disney Plus, or if you haven't, you haven't checked it out yet, uh, we both highly uh, recommend that you do that. Um, so now we're going to get into our headlines. 
uh, coming off this past week in our uh, high school football, college football, and the NFL. Uh, high school football, the Skiza championship games are set. Uh, Eight-man will be Andrew Jackson versus St. John's Christian. That game will be this Friday night in St. Matthew's at Calhoun Academy. Then the 1A through 3A championship games, they will be held Saturday at Benedict College's Charles W. Johnson Stadium in Columbia starting at 12 p.m. The first championship game will be the 1A final with Thomas Hayward taking on Bethesda. And then at 3.30, we'll have the 3A championship matchup between Hammond and Lawrence Manning. Then closing out the Skiza championship games at 7.30 will be Trinity Burns taking on Hilton Head Christian in the 2A final. And uh, make no mistake, folks, we will be there. Uh, We'll be there with bells on wearing our Palmetto Blitz gear provided to us by Pride Gear. So uh, we're excited to do that, be down there on the sidelines and watch those championship games. So it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, We're excited to get down to Columbia and uh, watch some really good football. And we were getting some love uh, or hate, depending on how you want to take it, from that Thomas Hayward crowd um, <laughs> on the Facebooks, uh, kind of calling us out for not uh, not thinking they were going to make it back to the championship. So congratulations to them. Um, I think that uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but both of us have Bethesda going all the way. Uh, but I'm excited to see a good game. Yeah, Thomas Hayward, of course, has uh, revenge on their mind uh, taking on Bethesda. Obviously, Bethesda got the win earlier in the season. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about those games uh, later on in the episode, but should be a good weekend for Skiza Championships uh, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, moving over to college football headlines now, Clemson defeated Wake Forest 52-3, to improving to 11-0 on the year and are currently number three once again, in the college football playoff rankings, those, of course, just releasing tonight as we're recording this. And then U of SC goes on the road and loses to the Aggies of Texas A&M by a final score of 30-6. to The Gamecocks now sit at 4-7 and seven on the season and will not be going to a bowl game in Will Muschamp's fourth season as head coach. And I believe I also read somewhere, if the Gamecocks go 4-8, and eight, this will be the second worst season the Gamecocks will have had, I believe, in the last 20 years. I'm going to hold my comments until we get to our college football section. Um, And we can talk about them then, because I have a lot of fun things to say about our buddy, uh, Will Muschamp. (laughs) Uh, All right, so in the NFL, uh, my Redskins made the New York Jets and Sam Darnold look like all pros. So, uh, not much exciting. Actually, Addison, I, I, I changed this up a little bit. I, I, I actually was going to go with, um, for all those who listen, every now and then we mentioned that we have a Madden League uh, that we uh, that Addison and myself are in with a few other friends and also a former host here on the podcast, Austin. Uh, and we had our AFC title matchup earlier today, and uh, my Buffalo Bills came away with the win. And that one, that was going to be my NFL note, but I figured Addison wouldn't like to discuss that one. Uh, so we'll talk about maybe uh, his Falcons, who right now have a little winning streak going. Uh, right now, if they dominate the Carolina Panthers 29-3, to so that's back-to-back dominant wins over NFC South rivals. 
Yeah, but so before I talk about the Falcons, let me let me delve into the Madden League real quick. <laughs> um, let me just tell you guys, I don't know. Clint's got one of those old old school cheats in his game, like upright, left, down, uh, square, <laughs> triangle, whatever. Um, you can't beat the boy. You can't beat him. Um, except for, to be fair, our former host, Austin, who uh, is probably going to put up 50 points on you whenever he probably you bounce. He probably so, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's ridiculous. He's um, been on a nice little run here the last couple of years. He uh, has. He has. A couple of seasons, not uh, a couple of years. But yeah, I haven't I haven't ever won a Super Bowl, just so uh, all of our listeners know. I'll put that out there. Um, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, just, so, just so our listeners do know, I have five and Austin has two. Yeah, so I, still, I have still has a little work to do. <laughs> I have zero. I have zero. But anyway, um, so talking about the Falcons, yeah, big win for the Falcons, 29-3 over the Panthers. Um, undefeated in the NFC South. However, um, after a conversation with you, Clint, um, you helped me out with uh, how the NFL uh, playoffs work. And this is something that I've just never paid too much attention to, mainly because the Falcons are – not very often in the hunt for these. Um, it doesn't matter if we go undefeated in conference, if we have a worse record overall than, uh, say, the Saints or the Panthers, um, it would stop us from going to the playoffs. So we could hypothetically go undefeated in division play, so in the NFC South, um, and still not have an opportunity to play in the playoffs, which to me sounds fishy fishy i like it i like how fishy yeah and like i told you from my understanding of it the divisions are mainly for for scheduling reasons and for it kind of ties into you know playoff seating but they basically go by the overall record and it's it's more or less tiebreakers can come into play with division records and then Mainly, I think really a big portion of it is just entertainment value. It's, it's more entertaining for the fans to have those those division rivals, you know, such as you know the Redskins and the Cowboys, or you know the Falcons and the Saints. You know those those division rivals, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. You know, it's just I think it's just more entertaining for the fans to have those teams they know they're going to play uh, twice a year. Uh, but yeah, I know Addison that that uh, you weren't too happy about that. Uh, but it does protect a te- against you know a team that may go six and zero in their division, but may not win another game. So if they go six and ten, do you really think they deserve a playoff spot? Then we're kind of looking at the scenario of how the South Carolina High School League does their playoffs. <laughs> they put a little too much emphasis, uh, in our opinion, on uh, what they do in region. Uh, but just that's just the way they do it. We're not going to get into that because we may have a two-hour podcast on uh, how they do the playoffs. <laughs> and we may get a cease and desist letter. Yeah, we may get I shut down. Yeah, and they just let us not, back. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not go there. Yeah, they just let us back. Uh, so we don't want to do anything that may uh, get us uh, shut down once again and, and, and for good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so now uh, let's get into this episode. We're obviously going to start writing right off with the South Carolina High School League playoffs. Our championship uh, predictions, uh, championship matchups, 1A through 5A, and our winners. Uh, Addison and myself have all of our teams remaining in 1A through 5A, the teams that we had going to the championship games and uh, the winners. So we're all uh, looking good there. 
but we're obviously going to take we're going to take a look if you've listened to us the last couple episodes of the game that we started uh, where we pick a lock uh, for each round and also an upset alert uh, for each round. So just to catch you up on where we were after round one, we were both tied at eight to eight. But this week we'll have a little bit higher point value coming into play. Uh, we'll get to with the Skiza championship games, as we mentioned earlier, those games have been decided uh, what the matchups will be. So we'll actually be able to get some higher points coming into play here this week. But we're going to start out with South Carolina High School League right here in 2A. So for Addison's 2A round two lock, he had Carolina Forest taking on River Bluff. Carolina Forest got that win 36-25. to 25. That gives Addison one point. I had Dutch Fork taking on Wando. I had Dutch Fork as my lock. Dutch Fork got the win 45 to nothing. That's a point for me. And then our upset alerts in 5A. You had Addison with an upset for Lawrence taking on Burns. And Lawrence lost. Uh, Burns got the win, 41-12, to an easy win for Burns. Addison, you also have Burns going to the championship game. Uh, so that was a good pick there. You've got Burns getting the big win there. So that is two points for Addison. And then I had Goose Creek on upset alert taking on Somerville. Uh, Goose Creek got that win, 42-21, to a difference of 21 points. So zero points for myself. And just to remind you before I go to 4A, so we get one point for a correct lock. Uh, and upset alert team, we get one point if they win by only single digits. Uh, we get two points if our upset alert team actually loses. So now going over to 4A, uh, my lock was Wren over Greer. Wren got that win 65-29. to 29. And then Addison had a lock of Daniel over Westwood. Daniel... Barely got away with the win, 27-22. to 22. So each of us get a point there for our 4A locks. Moving on down to a to our 4A upset alerts. I had Greenville on upset alert taking on Belton Honey a path. Greenville got the win, but only by three points, 24-21. to 21, So that gives me a point. And then Addison for his 4A upset alert had Hartsville taking on Beaufort. Hartsville got the win, 34-17, to 17, difference of 17 points. So no points there for Addison. Now we look over at 3A. My lock for 3A was Gilbert taking on Edisto. Gilbert did pick up the win 45-6. to And Clint, your lock, Chapman over Newberry. Chapman getting that win 52-14. to On the upset side, Clint had Wade Hampton and Dylan. Dylan picking up the victory 28 to 21. So Clint does get two points. And I had May River taking on Aner. May River picking up that victory. So there, I'm also going to get two points in that game. Over in 2A, the lock that Clint picked was going to be Abbeville over Andrew Jackson. Abbeville does win and wins convincingly 37 to 0. I picked Barmel to beat Burke, and they did it also very convincingly, 41 to nothing. Both of us picking up a point. Down to the 2A upset. Clint picked Gray Collegiate to beat St. Joseph's, and they did. Gray Collegiate comes out with a victory, 44 to 18. My upset alert was Whale Branch playing Oceanside. Oceanside picks up the victory and picks it up by 28 points, so I get no points. Clint comes away with two. 
All right, now moving over to 1A, we've got our locks. Uh, I had Wagner Sally taking on McCormick. Wagner Sally getting the easy win, 44 to nothing. And then Addison went with Blackville Hilda taking on McBee. And Blackville Hilda got the win, 36 to 12, a point apiece there for our locks. And then moving on down to the 1A upset alerts, we both had Branchville on upset alert taking on Lakeview. Lakeview got the win, 60 to 6, and that is two points for both of us. That should have been like four points for both of us. Sixty to six is just <laughs> insane. Yeah, yeah. So, so that takes care of the South Carolina High School League. Uh, but now that brings us to we're going to go ahead and look at Skiza real quick, just so we can give those those points that we've got over this weekend for the teams making the championship uh, game matchups there in Skiza. So, starting in three A. Uh, we both had Hammond making it to the championship game, so that was two points there, but we both missed the other team. I had First Baptist. Addison had Ben Lippin. Lawrence Manning is the team that will be taking on Hammond. So we both get two points there in the uh, for the 3A championship game matchup, but we both have Hammond still sitting out there as our champion. Uh, once again, two points apiece for the team making it to the, the championship game, four point for correctly picking the winner. Uh, down to 2A, uh, we both uh, got this one right. Trinity Burns taking on Hilton at Christian. So that's four points apiece for both of us. And then 1A, we got Bethesda taking on PD. We both had that prediction. Uh, PD obviously got knocked out in this last round by Thomas Hayward. So only two points apiece for the Bethesda pick. Moving down to eight-man, I had Andrew Jackson taking on St. John's Christian. Addison had Andrew Jackson taking on Richard Wynn. St. John Christian got the win over Richard Wynn. So I will have four points coming away from the eight-man championship game matchup, and Addison will only get two points. So uh, I told you in the beginning, we came into this round tied eight to eight. uh, But right now, after round two and your Skiza championship game matchups being set, I have a slight lead over Addison. 32 to 29. All right, so that's a recap of our score for uh, last week. Obviously, like I said, I've got the three-point lead, 32 to 29. But heading into this week, this is our third round in our South Carolina High School League. So these winners will be advancing on to either the upper state and lower state finals. So we're going to start with our 5A uh, third round picks. And this week, we're only going to do our locks. Obviously, the teams are starting to dwindle down here. It's getting a little tougher to find uh, find those upsets as most of these teams are pretty much looking at the same records. And, and then next week, we'll also do locks again, uh, picking our, our upper state and lower state final. And what will be tricky about that is, like we've mentioned before, you can't have the same lock. So this week, I'll be going and and that means Addison can't have the same lock as myself. Next week, Addison will get to go first, which pretty much leaves me with the other option. Uh, so can be a little bit of strategy in that, but we'll see how it plays out this week. Obviously, locks only, so let's go ahead and get started in 5A. All right, so 5A in the third round. My lock, I have Dorman taking on Clover. Obviously, this is a risky lock. Uh, but I have Dorman making it to the championship game, so I should, I should, I need to show a little confidence in the Cavaliers of Dorman uh, taking on that undefeated Clover squad. Uh, so I'll stick with them. I think Dorman gets the win here in the third round. 
I think that's going to be a risky, uh, a risky win or a risky pick for you. I, I think Clover's got a chance to, to make it close at least. They may not win, but they're gonna make it close. And Clover's at home. One point. Yeah. One point. Fair enough. Um, I'm, uh, I'm taking Carolina Forest. I, I'm high on the Carolina Forest team. I think they've done a tremendous job this season. Uh, I think they knock off Goose Creek pretty uh, handily. I think I, I, I'm kind of on board where that's a risky pick for you because Carolina Forest struggled a little while there with River Bluff uh, this past weekend, and they take a Goose Creek, uh, take on a Goose Creek team that handled business against Somerville on Monday. So yesterday. Hey, that, that's <laughs> they, not, they came hey, here. Postponed. <laughs> that's that's not your daddy's Somerville. Come on now. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, so let's move over to 4A now. Uh, my lock, I've got Daniel taking on Ridgeview. Obviously, Daniel had the close win last week in round two against Westwood. Uh, but these two teams played on September 20th. Daniel picked up the easy win, 45-26. to 26. So I think Daniel is my lock here in the third round of 4A. Uh, third round of 4A for me, easy pick, Myrtle Beach at home uh, over airport. Uh, I think it'll be a very convincing victory. Myrtle Beach has done a good job even after facing some uh, adversity uh, and picked up a big win over North Myrtle Beach, which um, had potential to be uh, a big upset there. Uh, so I feel very confident in Myrtle Beach knocking off airport. All right, so moving down to 3A now. Uh, I've stuck with this team since the beginning of the playoffs. I've been high on them all year, sticking with them here again in the third round. I've got Chapman as my lock taking on Woodruff. I think Chapman picks up the easy win. That's uh, a good pick, and I'm, I'm taking May River. May River's playing against Strom Thurmond, um, and uh, they're going to Strom Thurmond. They have got this tear of having to go to other teams, but um, I feel pretty good about their chances against Strom Thurmond, even going up there. Um, so I'm going to pick the May River Sharks. And I want to point out, too, before we move down to 2A, there's a matchup in lower state of 3A that could be the best matchup of all the South Carolina High School League playoff matchups this weekend. When Gilbert, sitting at 11-1 right now, taking on Dillon at 10-1, and I've been very high on this Gilbert squad all season. Uh, they're only lost coming to a 5A a very talented 5A River Bluff squad, and and it was only by seven points, if I remember correctly. So Gilbert, very talented, taking on obviously a very talented Dylan team. Dylan, uh, the most story program in 3A uh, here in the last decade. So definitely not a game that I'd uh, I'd feel comfortable picking either way. No, and even though I've got Gilbert uh, making it to the championship game, uh, this was the matchup that that was going I knew was going to be the struggle and was raising the biggest question mark uh, for me with moving Gilbert to the championship game. Uh, but I think they'll pull off the win, but it is going to be close and it should make for a great ball game there in the third round of lower state 3A. All right, so let's move over to 2A now for our locks. I've got Oceanside Collegiate uh, taking on Woodland. Oceanside Collegiate has just been dominant. Uh, so far here in the playoffs, and I think they'll look dominant once again, uh, taking on Woodland. 
Uh, you talk about dominant, you know, that Barmel team is uh, something else. I think they're looking uh, to get some revenge from what happened last season. Uh, they've done a great job. They blanked Burke 41 to nothing uh, coming in against Timberland. Uh, Bamberg Earhart falls to Timberland last week, and I, it surprised me I didn't see it happen. However, uh, Timberland not going to be able to handle that Barmel team, especially not headed down to Barmel. So that's going to be my lock. And I also want to point out, an, I think, a very interesting matchup, uh, maybe the second most intriguing matchup of the weekend. It may turn out to be in a dominant performance once again by Abbeville, but I think this could be a tricky game for them as they're taking on a very high-powered passing attack uh, with Gray Collegiate led by that star quarterback, Hunter Helm. So uh, that's a team that can put up some points, as we know. And uh, Abbeville, I don't know if they've been able – I don't know if they've gone against a team that's going to be throwing it all over the field like Gray Collegiate does. Uh, so I think that will be a game that everyone should keep their eye on. If Abbeville just dominates Gray Collegiate and completely shuts down that offense, I think that's just a strong sign. Uh, this is just a, another year for Abbeville uh, to be that dominant program here in 2A and likely to take home another state championship. But like Addison said, Barnwell is doing the same thing in lower state as Abbeville's doing in upper state. And we've said it many times, collision course these two programs have been on since uh, last year's state championship game. All right, so let's move down to 1A now. I have a lock of Blackville-Hilda taking on Ridge Spring-Moneta. Uh, they played October 11th, and Blackville-Hilda got that win 42-14. to 14. So I think, uh, I think they come away with an easy win here in the third round of 1A. I, I mean, talk about easy wins. I think uh, Green C. Floyd's going to have an easy win over C.E. Murray. Uh, Green C. Floyd put up 65 on St. John's, which, granted, isn't a great team, but um, they're they're on a tear, and I think they're going to make it back to the state championship again this year. Um, and I've got them winning it all, so we'll see if that happens. Um, I tell you what, you talk about interesting games, a game up in the upstate, uh, that Lamar-Wagner-Sally game. That's going to be a high-scoring event, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. You've got Wagner-Sally uh, going to the championship, and I've got Lamar going to the championship, so a lot uh, riding on that when it comes to our little game we've got going on. Um, but, yeah, Lamar puts up 64 on Ware Shoals and doesn't let them score anything, and then Wagner-Sally put up 44 on McCormick, and McCormick didn't score. So you got two high-powered offenses coming in, coming off of shutouts. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting game. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, Addison, I was going to bring up that Wagner-Sally and Lamar matchup. Like you said, you've got Lamar going on to the state championship game, and I have Wagner-Sally uh, going on the championship game. But uh, C.E. Murray and Green C. Floyds, I have C.E. Murray actually going to the championship game coming out of lower state and you've got Green C. Floyd. So a very interesting matchup as far as our, our picks go and could go a long way of uh, determining who wins our brackets, our predictions uh, this year are those two matchups right there in 1A this weekend. All right, so that wraps up uh, the look at the South Carolina High School League third-round matchups for this weekend and our predictions for our locks. Big weekend for Skiza. These are the... 2019 championship uh, matchups in Skiza start out right here in 3A. You've got Hammond taking on Lawrence Manning. Uh, these two teams played back on October 18th. 
with Hammond getting the easy win, 49-7. to In 2A, you've got Trinity Burns taking on Hilton Head Christian. Uh, they did not face off this year, but they did have a common opponent. That common opponent was 1A power Thomas Hayward. Uh, Hilton Head Christian lost to the Rebels back on August 23rd at Thomas Hayward. Thomas Hayward getting the win, 46-22. to and then, but Trinity Burns played Thomas Hayward on October 4th and got the win 55 to 14. Now, you can put a little asterisk by that if you want. Uh, originally, Thomas Hayward was supposed to play Charleston Collegiate that week, but Charleston Collegiate forfeited that matchup. Thomas Hayward went out and scheduled a game with 2A power Trinity Burns. Uh, so, not sure how much preparation uh, those teams had for that matchup, but Trinity Burns dominated the Rebels 55 to 14. Uh, talking about the Rebels of Thomas Hayward, they are in a 1A state championship taking on Bethesda. Uh, Thomas Hayward and Bethesda, obviously in the same region, they played back on October 18th. Uh, Bethesda got that win 28-16 to at home, which gave the Blazers the region crown. Uh, so this has got revenge factor in it for Thomas Hayward as they take on Bethesda. Down to eight-man, you've got Andrew Jackson. Everybody pretty much... Uh, penciled this one in at the beginning of the season, or permanent marker, probably more than likely, uh, as has been here for Palmetto Blitz. We knew Andrew Jackson was going to be, but it, it was all about who was going to be that other team that Andrew Jackson would be taking on, and I think we've got the best matchup. Uh, these two teams faced off. Andrew Jackson and St. John's Christian faced off on September 20th at home for Andrew Jackson, and they came away with a close win, 32-24. to well, you know, when we talk about these games and in relation to the game that we're playing here, um, you know, we've got very, very similar everything. Um, the difference uh, being uh, you had St. John's Christian being that number two team in eight man. Uh, I did not. I had Richard win, but we both got Andrew Jackson winning it all. Um I had PD winning it all in 1A, so I'm going to be pulling real hard for Thomas Hayward because I need Thomas Hayward to pick up that win over Bethesda uh, so that you don't get that uh, extra four points there. Uh, it's going to hurt me, so uh, go <laughs> Thomas Hayward. Yeah, I actually got a uh, message. Uh, I, I know someone there on the Thomas Hayward coaching staff, and he messaged me uh, last week wanting to know if he could get a copy of the uh, our uh, basically our playoff bracket predictions. And I kind of knew where he was going with that. <laughs> I believe they were using uh, using Palmetto Blitz as some bulletin board material and some motivation uh, for their football team going in uh, this last weekend. And they have looked dominant here in the playoffs in skis of 1A. They look like a team on a mission, and they have gotten back to that state championship game. Obviously, they won it last season over PD. They got the win this year over them to advance to the championship game. They're looking for back-to-back state titles. And I tell you what, they are playing really good ball right now. Uh, obviously, Bethesda got that win earlier in the season, and that's kind of why I went with Bethesda to win it all this year, whether it was PD or Thomas Hayward. Um, it's going to be a good game. Uh, I, I think these are, are the two best teams in 1A, and I think it should make for a great championship game. Not sure if they'll have the same finish that the 1A state championship game had last, last year between Thomas Hayward and PD. Uh, but I think it'll still be a good game. But uh, Addison, I, I kind of want to brag on ourselves here a little bit. Uh, obviously, part of uh, the podcast is part of the uh, Palmetto Blitz. And we've got our own ranking system. 
And I, I tell you what, let's brag a little bit, Addison. Let's look at those rankings for the uh, the final regular season rankings, top five for Skiza in eight-man through 3A. If you look at our rankings, look at the top two teams in each class and then look at the two teams that made the state championships. Well, you know, I've said it. I've said it since you know we started doing this podcast. I, I've been very impressed by um, our ability to to be right there and uh, keep as current as possible and be pretty good at our predictions. So um, I'm uh, I'm happy to see that uh, we did well there. Um, I uh, did, or I am interested to see uh, what our predictions from the beginning of the year were. And how we'll close still we have the intern doing. working on tracking that information. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as he can find that, uh, I am very interested to see how that played out. But, but yeah, I mean, look, we're uh, we're right there in the thick of it. We are doing our due diligence and going out there and talking to these schools and going to these games, and uh, it shows off. So uh, we should be your source for high school football, whether we are right now or not. Uh, and tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, and like Addison uh, mentioned. Uh, earlier in the show we will be at uh charles w johnson stadium up in columbia that's the home of the benedict college tigers up there their home stadium that's they'll be hosting the 1a through 3a championship matchups this saturday we're still trying to work on uh getting out to the andrew jackson st john's christian eight-man championship game on friday night hopefully we can have a representative from palmetto blitz at that one uh, but we do know we'll be there Uh, for those championship games on Saturday, and we are looking forward to it. We were at the games last year, and I tell you what, Benedict did a great job of hosting those games, so we're really uh, excited about getting to go back this year. Hey, man, we're excited about it. We're going to be in our Palmetto Blitz apparel, Uh, so if you see us walking around, stop us and say, hey, tell us you listen to the podcast. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Uh, drop us a note on Facebook. If you're going to be there, let us know where you're going to be. We might stop by and uh, if you're tailgating, grab a hot dog from you. So uh, let us know. Uh, yeah, we're always looking for that free food. Hey, look, I'm, if you got a brat on a grill, I'm there. I'll even, uh, I'll give you a little extra coverage. I got you. So, uh, but yeah, hit us up on Facebook, uh, shoot us a message on, on our Twitter page or, uh, just uh, holler at us if you see us walking around. Like I said, we've got that great uh, apparel that we were uh, there that we got from Pride Gear. Uh, Pride Gear, one of our major sponsors, did a great job with that. Um, so we're going to be out and about. If you see us, give us a yell. And also, we also want to send a thanks out to. I think this is a good opportunity to go ahead and thank IMG Insurance Management Group. Uh, for sponsoring the Palmetto Blitz Games of the Week this year. That was a great partnership, and hopefully we can continue that next year. Uh, So, obviously, we always appreciate the sponsors we have here at Palmetto Blitz. All right, so, Addison, uh, I wasn't planning on uh, discussing too much into detail uh, South Carolina Gamecocks and the Clemson Tigers as both teams are on by this week, but I, I know you want to have an opportunity to talk a little uh, Will Muschamp, so we'll go ahead and give you, I'm going to put it on the clock, I'm going to go ahead and give you two minutes, two minutes uh, to go ahead and let your feelings be known about the current state of the South Carolina Gamecock program under Will Muschamp. I'm on the edge of my seat, Clint. Um, I, might, I may fall off. This is how intense I feel about this topic. Um, I... <laughs> I, I've said this multiple times. Uh, I am not a Will Muschamp fan. Um, 
I think he is one of the greatest minds in college football right now. However, he is not a head coach. The fact that the president of the University of South Carolina and the athletic director from the University of South Carolina both continue to say all these things about how he is the coach moving forward, I think is just lip service. I don't believe it. Um, And I'll be honest with you, if he is the coach next season, I think everybody who is a University of South Carolina football fan should feel as if their university has done them a disservice. Uh, Coach Muschamp has not held up to the standard of what he should have. Uh, Coach Muschamp is going to give you one of the worst records in the past two decades coming out of the University of South Carolina. He has had four years to take that program and mold it into what he wanted it to be, and it is not where it needs to be. University of South Carolina needs to go in a new direction. I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to do that. And I think that next week when they play Clemson and get beat by 87 points, hopefully that'll be the final straw. Well, I'll tell you what, real quickly before we move on to the college football playoff, I do want to say uh, I've talked to some uh, Gamecock fans, and I think the feeling, I agree with them, the ones that I've talked to, I think that what they're worried about is if you keep Will Muschamp, uh, you know the offensive staff needs changes. And the problem they have is they don't trust Will Muschamp to either A, make those changes, or B, make the right hires. Uh, because his track record shows that he has been unsuccessful when it comes to hiring an offensive coordinator. Uh, he's never had a successful offense uh, with him being the head coach. So I think that's I think that's some of the Gamecock fan concerns with if you keep him, will he even make those changes? And if he does, can you trust him to make the right changes based off his history? All right, so let's move on to the college football playoff rankings. Addison, I know you have those. Really not much different uh, than last week here in the top six. I believe they've stayed the same. But Addison, go ahead and update us on those college football playoff rankings. Our top six college football rankings have not changed from last week. Number one, LSU at 10-0. and Number two, Ohio State at 10-0. and Number three, Clemson at 11-0. and Number four, Georgia at 9-1. and Number five, Alabama at nine and one, and number six, Oregon at nine and one. Yeah, obviously, I think the biggest debate right now is how high of a ceiling does Alabama have with these rankings? Uh, Georgia obviously should win out. They have Texas A&M this weekend, and then they'll play Georgia Tech in their rivalry game. So more likely, you're going to see the Bulldogs take on LSU in the SEC championship game. If LSU gets that win, that opens up that fourth spot. And Alabama now, with no impressive win, even if they beat Auburn, that would put Auburn at four losses. Uh, Not much of an impressive win there. They will not be going to the SEC championship game. And then you've got the Ducks of Oregon and the Utes of Utah uh, right there at number six and number seven. And honestly, I think if it plays out where LSU beats Georgia, I think you'll see Oregon or Utah, the winner of that Pac-12 championship game, move up to that four spot and jump Alabama. I just don't see how Alabama, especially with the Tua injury, uh, no impressive win, 
Uh, the defense looks shaky. I, I just don't see the Crimson Tide like we predicted, Addison, at the beginning of the year. I don't think Alabama makes the playoffs this year. I, you know, Clint, I agree with you 100%. Um, i tell you what's going to be even more interesting is if in that final game, the SEC championship, if Georgia beats LSU, you talk about some craziness. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting because if Georgia beats LSU, uh, you know – all bets Georgia, are off. Obviously, Georgia, yeah, Georgia's going to be in the SEC championship game. Then you have the debate of LSU versus a non-conference champion with one loss versus a conference champion with one loss. because uh, that completely eliminates Alabama. That yeah, well, no, yeah, then, then Alabama's completely Alabama's got zero percent shot <laughs> but Georgia every, beat LSU. Everybody um, else then, in the top, I'd say nine at that point then become, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? Does LSU drop out of, you know, the top four if they fall to Georgia? That's That, I think, is going to be the most interesting because I mean, we can be pretty confident that it's going to be a Georgia-LSU uh, SEC championship game. So if that happens and Georgia picks up that win, which I don't think they will, I'm picking LSU in that game, but – if Georgia is able to beat them, I, it throws everything for a for a crazy loop at that point. Yeah, it does because you know you look at LSU, and I think a lot of people are saying you know everybody is praising their offense, but I think some some media have finally taken notice that hey, this Alabama defense and this LSU defense they've got problems. <laughs> they are not good defenses, and if Georgia knocks off LSU, uh, now you're looking at LSU. You know, how do they look in that game? Do they struggle in that game? Uh, do they give up 40-plus to Georgia? And does Oregon or Utah look dominant uh, the rest of the season and dominant in the Pac-12 championship game, whether that's Oregon picking up the win or Utah picking up the win? Uh, and then, obviously, you still got Oklahoma, uh, you know, kind of just hanging out back there, not getting a lot of attention right now. Uh, but if they go on to win out and win the Big 12 championship convincingly, most likely against Baylor, uh, does that open the door for them to get in? I, I, right now, I don't think the Big 12 will be in the playoff this year. Uh, I don't think Alabama deserves to be in the playoff this year. Right now, I'm thinking you've got your Pac-12 champion going against whoever is basically, the, I guess, LSU if they lose. And uh, if Georgia loses, then they're done. And I think that should guarantee the Pac-12 champion VM. But I think really uh, the two conferences, the watch uh, heading the rest of the season would be uh, the SEC and the Pac-12 because I just don't see Ohio State losing. Ohio State's got Penn State this weekend. They've got Michigan. That's two huge wins. I could even see a scenario where Ohio State jumps to number one uh, after beating Penn State and Michigan to close out the season. And then either they'll, I believe they'll take on uh, Minnesota or Wisconsin uh, in the Big Ten championship game. So I think Ohio State's going to pick up three strong wins to close out the year, and I think that will actually vault them to number one. All right, so now we're moving on to Pick'em, uh, updating the standings after last weekend. Addison's 5-0 and run came to an end after two weeks. Uh, he finished 3-2 and over the weekend, but myself and Austin both go 5-0, and Mookie going 4-1, and so the standings are starting to uh, shake up a little bit here. Addison still got the lead, but only a two-game lead right now, 45 and 15 on the season. I'm sitting in second with a 43 and 17 record on the year. Austin getting on that hot streak like Addison was afraid he was going to do, uh, just like he did last year. 
Uh, Alston and Mookie are now tied in third or last, however you want to put it, uh, at 42 and 18. All right, Clemson and South Carolina not playing this weekend, uh, so this made uh, our games a little tricky. <laughs> uh, obviously not for Addison because he'd pick against South Carolina pretty much every week, and we pick Clemson every week. So, so True. really not, <laughs> not uh, maybe getting a little more challenging this week. Yeah, uh, this so, is more difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to an SEC East battle. Uh, you've got two teams that picked up wins over the Gamecocks this year. Uh, which may lead to the end of Will Muschamp's tenure up in Columbia. The Volunteers taking on Missouri. All right, so this Tennessee-Missouri game, I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be nasty. I think if both teams could lose, they would. But uh, Missouri, uh, Missouri's favored by uh, 10. I think, uh, I think they'll cover the spread. I think they'll win by 12. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, you know, as much as I, I'd love to see the Tennessee program uh, come back to being, uh, you know, one of the, the programs I always watch in the SEC every year, uh, I'm going to go with the former Clemson Tiger at quarterback for Missouri. I'm going to go with the Tigers. I like them to get the win over the Volunteers this weekend. All right, so moving on to our second game here, we've got Penn State Nittany Lions taking on taking on Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State favored by 18. I think they are going to put it on Penn State. Uh, easy win for the Buckeyes. And by the way, it hurts me to pick either one of these teams because I hate both of them. <laughs> but, but I think it's an easy win for the Buckeyes. Well, I tell you what, after watching that Penn State-Minnesota game, Ohio State uh, should have no problem scoring on this Nittany line defense. Minnesota basically spread Penn State out and started throwing it all over the field. And Penn State had no shot at slowing that Golden Gopher offense down. The Buckeyes, I think, will be able to do what Minnesota did, uh, but even better. Ohio State gets an easy win this weekend. Uh, an interesting matchup, as always, anytime two coastal uh, teams in the ACC go- take on each other. Uh, this week is the Pitt Panthers and the Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, ACC coastal. Uh, implications in this one get to see who takes on Clemson in that ACC championship game. Addison, do you have the Panthers or the Hokies? Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Hokies pull it out. They're favored by four. I think they win by a field goal. Yeah, I think this will be an ugly game, which most time when uh, Pitt is involved, it is an ugly game. Uh, They always try to slow it down, plays physical uh, football, and uh, both of these teams have really started to look better as the season has gone on. Uh, Pitt, remember, uh, they only lost to Penn State uh, by seven points earlier in the year. Uh, but the Hokies have really started to impress me here late in the year. I think it's going to come down to the Hokies and Virginia uh, next weekend to see who gets to represent the Coastal and the ACC. I like the Hokies to take the win this weekend. Addison, interesting uh, pick for you this weekend. We've got Coastal Carolina uh, makes an appearance in the Palmetto Blitz pick them this week as they take on Louisiana Monroe. My Chanticleers. Um, obviously, uh, anytime Coastal's on the board, I want to pick them. I didn't pick them when they played against uh, Kansas and they beat Kansas. So I feel bad about that. Um, <laughs> but, they don't. But, yeah, fair enough. Both teams are, uh, are four and six. Uh, 
the common opponents uh, have all been pretty similar scores, um, except for uh, Louisiana Monroe did beat Georgia State uh, and Coastal fell to them. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Louisiana Monroe is favored by six and a half. I think it's going to be close. I think Louisiana Monroe probably picks up the victory. However, uh, I am a Chanta Claire, and I'm going to pick my Chants. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I was back and forth on this one. I had a feeling you would take Coastal. Um, and I, I think I've got, I, I think Coastal will win this game, Addison. I, I really do. I think they will get the win, uh, get the upset, I guess you could say, as Louisiana Monroe is favored, like you said. Uh, but I need to gain on you somewhere and pick them. The weeks are starting to dwindle away here, Addison. I'm, I'm running out of time. You've got a two-game lead, and I think this is an opportunity for me to pick up a game right here. Play uh, in so the I'm long game. With, I think I'm going to go, I I'm go uh, with Louisiana uh, Monroe, and then next week uh, when you pick the Gamecocks to pick Clemson or to beat Clemson, I will go with the Tigers, and that will be every time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Over. Uh, but no, yeah, I will go with uh, Louisiana Monroe here and hope uh, to be within uh, one game uh, next week, unless you uh, pick differently from me or from me in this next game, but I don't think you will. Uh, next game, and they'll wrap up our pick them uh, for this week. We've got the Battle for Los Angeles out in California, Pac-12 rivalry game. We've got UCLA Bruins taking on the USC Trojans. You're taking UCLA, right? <laughs> now that would be a, that would be a negative. I am not going uh, with the Fighting Chip Kellys. Uh, Southern Cal is favored by thirteen and a half. I don't think they'll cover the spread, um, but I do think they'll win. Uh, so I'm taking USC. Yeah, I think this could just be a, uh, a snooze fest. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I, honestly, neither we one of these schools have had. Got a lot of crappy games this week, guys. A lot of crappy yeah, games. Not, not, uh, uh, I think USC, like I said, they're favored by double digits. Uh, it's going to be an ugly game. I don't think they cover the spread, uh, but the Trojans uh, pull away with the win, but it's not going to help Clay Helton uh, uh, save his job this year. So I think USC will be in the uh, maybe your favorite coach sweepstakes, Urban Meyer uh, sweepstakes, <laughs> uh, looking for a new coach uh, for the 2020 uh, season, but anyways, that wraps up our Pick'em segment. Obviously, like we say every week, you can follow along right there on PalmettaBlitz.com. Take a look at our picks for this week, as well as Austin and Mookie's, and also the up-to-date standings. Thanks to the official apparel sponsor of Palmetto Blitz, Pride Gear. Check them out at PrideGear.com. That's P-R-Y-D-E Gear.com. Pride Gear the most trusted custom apparel solution for teams and fans. All right, that'll do it uh, for another episode here at the Palmetto Blitz. We appreciate you joining us, and like I always say, you can rate, review, subscribe us on whatever podcast uh, platform you are listening to us on. That can be SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, all your popular podcast platforms. We are available, and we we are also available right there on palmettablitz.com, right there on the podcast page. And obviously you can follow us on our social media pages on Twitter and Facebook. That's at Palmetto Blitz. Uh, Addison, like you said earlier, we are definitely looking forward to the Skiza Championship matchups this weekend. So if you're heading out there, 
like I said, if you see us, go ahead and uh, get our attention. We'll have a good talk maybe about the, the matchups this weekend, not only in Skiza, but also South Carolina High School League. Uh, so until next we week. we talk about South Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> or we could talk about Gamecocks. If you're a Gamecock fan and uh, and you want to have some words with Addison, I'm sure he'll – Addison Come always appreciates – Addison always appreciates <laughs> a good debate. Uh, so for Addison, I am Clint Tooten, and we will see you next week.